All right, we're here with the Daniel Podcast. How y'all doing? I'm Steve Durr, and today I have a special guest with me. His name? Jeff Van Kuyken. Today we're going to read Daniel chapter 11. We're going to start in verse 21 and go to verse 35, and we'll split this up. I'll do the first part. So here we go. He will be succeeded by a contemptible person who has not been given the honor of royalty. He will invade the kingdom when its people feel secure, and he will seize it through intrigue. Then an overwhelming army will be swept away before him. Both it and a prince of the covenant will be destroyed. And after coming to an agreement with him, he will act deceitfully. And with only a few people, he will rise to power. When the richest provinces feel secure, he will invade them and will achieve what neither his fathers nor his forefathers did. He will distribute plunder loot and wealth among his followers. He will plot the overthrow of fortresses, but only for a time. With a large army, he will stir up his strength and courage against the king of the south. The king of the south will wage war with a large and very powerful army, but he will not be able to stand because of the plots devised against him. Those who eat from the king's provisions will try to destroy him. His army will be swept away and many will fall in battle. The two kings, with their hearts bent on evil, will sit at the same table and lie to each other, but to no avail, because an end will still come at the appointed time. The king of the north will return to his own country with great wealth, but his heart will be set against the holy covenant. He will take action against it, and it will return to his own country. At the appointed time, he will invade the south again, But this time, the outcome will be different than what it was before. Ships of the western coastlands will oppose him, and he will lose heart. Then he will turn back and vent his fury against the Holy Covenant. He will return and show favor to those who forsake the Holy Covenant. His armed forces will rise up to desecrate the temple fortress and abolish the daily sacrifice but they will set up the abomination that causes desolation. With flattery, he will corrupt those who have violated the covenant, but the people who know their God will firmly resist him. Those who are wise will instruct many, though for a time they will fall by the sword or be burned or captured or plundered. When they fall, they will receive a little help, and many who are not sincere will join them. Some of the wise will stumble so that they may be refined, purified, and spotless until the time of the end, for it will come at the appointed time. And that is a lot of words. And I asked you, Jeff, I said, hey, you want to do a devotional with me? And you said, yeah, that'd be great. And then I sent you the passage that we were going to read from Daniel chapter 11. And uh, what was your thought? to that passage at first. Honestly, I figured you didn't like me very much. (laughs) And it's kind of like what Hillary Madison said when she was talking with Vicky. Yeah. That you find a way to get back at people who... It might not people, agree with you. Yeah, people who give you a hard time. Yes. You're like, yeah, hey, yeah, you want to do, I'm going to give you one of the, like, the strangest, out-of-pocket, uh, difficult passages to do. Yes. No, and, not the lion's den. We're no. going to do talk about these kings of the north and the south and this random stuff. Oh, yes, absolutely. And <laughs> that was the hard part. And all of a sudden, I'm like, how can you say no now? 
<laughs> yeah, you said yes, and then you found out. Well, I thought was interesting is, uh, and this is uh, fascinating. When I was doing some study for this, or just quickly kind of doing some reviewing, and, and I came across this quote from a biblical scholar. He says this, chapter 11, which is what we're hitting, part of chapter 11. Chapter 11 is God's mirror of the nations and their rulers. It is neither entertaining <laughs> nor edifying to look into it but it is wholesome and necessary. In other words, it feels pointless, but it's not. You know what I mean? It's really hard, Mm -hmm. but it's really good. And so then it says, it's a story dominated by money, power, cunning, deception, violence. Given the bleakness of this historical account, why should Daniel not despair? Why wouldn't Daniel be despairing when he hears all of these kings and kingdoms coming and going and power and how terrible things are? And I thought it was interesting. You, You did a little study in this passage as you were reading, and you identified some of what was being listed there of kind of the way the kings of this world were treating things. So why don't you share some of those words that popped out at you? Yeah, but some of the words that I found, even before I talked with Steve, were contemptible, deceitful, power, bent on evil, corrupt. And it just seems like those words from history are still applicable today. Yeah, so there's still this way of life, a way that the world works. Yes. And so uh, even though you might on the outside look like, hey, everything's sweet and kind, many times power corrupts in these ways, and we use uh, power for that. What was interesting is in this passage, it's talking about this king who is doing terrible things. And I think at the end, you, you brought up this point, I think it was verse 33, where it talks about wise leaders... Um, and, and this is how my my version says, wise leaders will give instruction to many, but these teachers will die by fire and sword. They'll be jailed. around. So these are like some good people being killed uh, during these persecutions. Little help will come. Many people who join them will not be sincere. Some of the wise, some of the people who are seeking to continue to follow God and be faithful will fall victim to persecution in this way. They'll be refined, cleansed, made pure until the time of the end for the appointed time is still to come. So. You brought up this little point from that passage of there are some people who are going against the grain of the culture and against the grain of those words that you mentioned, the mm-hmm. way the world works. Um, what what stuck out to you from that passage? Why do you think that section grabbed your attention? I think that it grabbed my attention because you always need people to be with you, friends, family, parents. Hello, Dad. And um, <laughs> well, yeah. Speak to that. Like you, one of the things you do, you have this little regular rhythm of connecting with your dad, talking about these podcasts, yes. don't you? Yeah, we do. We talk about them every few days or so, and it's just a time to reflect on the words that are given, you know, of whoever sharing or whatever, and then just a different perspective. So, and that's where I think it's important with having friends, family, you can discuss this stuff with. Or, you know, like Steve said, you know, the verse 35, some of the wise will stumble so that they may be refined, purified, and made spotless. Hmm. And I took that out as saying, we all fail, but we have a group of people, hopefully in our circle, that we can relate to, be humble, and not worry about what someone's response is going to be. Contrary to the world that is fired up with everyone's words and sure. Yeah. You know, make you feel like you're the bad guy or whatever. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was good. I love your perspective of really needing people. Like if 
like in this story, there's people who stand up against the evil king and they pay for it. But yet they're how do they stay strong? And I like your answer of we need people in our lives who are swimming in the same direction against the current yes. and help each other. Right. Mm-hmm. So I really I love that. And I love those examples uh, of that. Now, that passage also talks about the idea of they're refined, that they are changed. And and so God uses these terrible circumstances, not that God creates the terrible circumstances, but he uses persecution and pain and loss and difficulty to uh, shape us and mold us through his spirit and everything. And and I wonder for you in your life, do you ever find that, because I find that difficult to think about and have that perspective sometimes of this really hard thing is going on. And I don't always like it when someone's like, hey, but God works all good thing, things for the good. All you know, And they give you that little cliche bumper sticker. You ever yes. had that happen? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've probably done it to you. So sorry. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> no, that, that, that's fine. Thank you. So, but with that though, like how, and, and you brought this up, like having people in our lives that can help us recognize in the pain and be with us so that we can have that growth. And so why do you think those times are so powerful to refine us and change us when we go through a difficult thing. What is it about going through difficult things and facing challenges of the world that really brings, that has a potential to bring a lot of change? I just think having a different perspective, when you get stuck in your own rut and how you think, sometimes, regardless if you like it or not, someone can bump, nudge you just slightly out of your out of your routine that gives you something different to think about. Yeah. And, you know, there are life circumstances that you can really get down about. Where's God in all this? And all of a sudden, someone can come alongside you and say, well, this is it. It may not be the perfect words for you. It may not be the perfect thing for you, but hopefully it just nudges you to View something slightly different. Yeah. Just someone comes in at and gives you a word, a sentence, a hug, a text, anything that just can get your mind away from something else. Yeah. I mean, we talk about Daniel's despair, him spending three weeks fasting or doing yeah. whatever. I'm not, trust me, far from fasting, but... <laughs> If there's something that can just make you think differently about yeah. a situation, lion's dens, anything else, yeah. Daniel seemed to always have that. Yeah. And that's what this series really means to me is good. someone who's been persecuted and, and especially in these last few chapters here, it's amazing to me what he actually went through. And not the normal Bible stories yeah. or the, you know, singing Steve, please <laughs> Dare don't. to be a Daniel. Yeah, please it, don't. It's actually just uh, dad that requested that. So we're not going to do that, Jerry. No. It's Dr. Jerry, sorry. But there was something I'd really like to share yeah. um, that you shared with me while yeah. we were talking about it. And it says, God shares in shaping the events of history. Hmm. Human beings are responsible for history and their choices. Yet God is overall. God's purpose can be opposed or delayed, but never stopped. Yeah, that's good. There's a God influence over history. God is involved, Hmm. not aloof. And I think that... Yeah, that's good. Seeing Daniel, that is proof. Yeah, that's really good. Well, that's a good way to end it. So I think for all you folks maybe today who find yourself facing challenges, 
kings of the north and south, people who you feel like are having their way in the world and you're hurting, you're anxious, you're hurt. Um, maybe you find it difficult to to do the right thing uh, where you're at or you're wondering what is the right thing. I think it was a great reminder today that God is with us, that God is overall, that in the end God wins, but also that we have people around us who can support us to um, move forward in a direction that can bring change and new life as we experience difficult, uh, uncomfortable things. So I'll close in prayer and we'll be on our way. God, thanks for this time together. Thanks for Jeff, uh, for the time we got to spend together looking at your word, uh, engaging with your word. I pray that, Lord, you would help us all to uh, swim against the stream of the world, uh, not in some kind of angry uh, fight kind of a way, but we know that our, our, our struggle is not against flesh and blood but the principalities and powers um, of this world and beyond. And so, God, we trust in you. We pray that as we seek to live differently together, we would be a light, that we would be a city on a hill, that we would be salt, and that people would look to us and see your kingdom in motion. And so help us to encourage each other and to give that hug, to send that text, and to be there for each other. So thank you for this time. Um, we pray that you'd help us to support one another. In Jesus' name, amen.